Welcome to Empower Humans. Welcome again to the Empower Humans podcast. This is episode 151, my friends. Today we have Andrew Cap, who wrote a really incredible book called The Last Law of Attraction Book You'll Ever Need to Read, The Missing Key to Finally Tapping into the Universe and Manifesting Your Desires. Now, I'm reading it with the subtitle. We talked a little bit about that in the podcast. <laughs> it's a long title with the subtitle. But it kind of speaks for itself as to what it's about. Like, you know, crystal clear what this book is all about. And I would point out this book has well over 1,600, mostly five-star, just really positive, positive reviews on uh, Amazon. There's an audiobook version. You pick it up on Kindle for just $3.99. I mean, you can't argue with that. So I would uh, go jump and, and grab that book. We talked about all kinds of incredible stuff. He shared some of his methods. And, you know, I remember one of the uh, reviews I saw on Amazon said something to the effect of, this is the law of attraction in high def. He, he's really in-depth, really thorough in his whole process of explaining this to an audience. And uh, so I'm real excited for you to listen to this interview. Before we jump into that, I just want to remind you, as always up front, you are absolutely priceless. I want you to really kind of contemplate what that means. Do some of the things we've been talking about recently. Look in the mirror and really understand who you are and what you're all about and all the things that you have to be grateful for, all the things that you didn't have to do anything to have to have a heartbeat, to have air to breathe, and all these other just things that we just have and take so much for granted, don't even focus on. Some of us don't even realize and think about it. We have a heart beating constantly that keeps us alive. <laughs> and all the other things, again, we have a, a podcast episode called Your Priceless Worth. I think it was back around episode 67 or so, something like that. But anyway, go listen to that if you want. Don't let anything, anyone convince you otherwise, especially your own self. Do not convince yourself that you're less than that. The riches are found in you. The worth and meaning is found in you. And we talk a lot about that in this episode. So I think this episode will help even reinforce that even further. And along with that reminder, as always, I just want to remind you, you're never alone. And uh, the topics we talk about today about our vast interconnectedness as living creatures in this uh, universe and on this planet uh, speaks to that as well. There's so much evidence of that. Plus, you can reach out to me. If you're going through something, reach out, info at empowerhumans.com at empower101 on Instagram and Twitter. We've got this TikTok I've been talking about re recently, at empowerhumans on TikTok uh, altogether. So go look for that. But uh, you've also got friends, family, neighbors, people around you. Uh, this is what we do as people. It's in our nature, contrary to what's gone on in your life, perhaps, and some traumas and different things you've experienced, maybe with other people, but just realize that uh, those are isolated things. By and large, humanity wants to lift each other. Just remember, you're priceless and you're not alone. And our, our challenges, study, stimulate your mind, get your mind to a positive place, stay aligned, stay in tune each and every day, find things that resonate with you. Uh, whether that's fiction, nonfiction, whatever the case might be. I like nonfiction stuff. You might like other more fiction things, but whatever you're doing just to stimulate your mind and get yourself into a good, aligned, joyful place. Remember the word joy in Hebrew we've been talking about some episodes ago means alignment. And our second challenge, make great moments. That's, as I've been saying, that's with loved ones. That's a surprise. Let's take initiative. Let's let's do the things that actually express and turn love into a verb, an action item, because it truly is at the end of the day. It's not just a pre-existing noun that's just there that we can take for granted. It's constant action. It's constant verbs. Make great moments. Be creative with it. And uh, whether you've got kids or other friends, family, loved ones, that's what this centers around. And, and find other folks who can also perhaps be even more loved ones in your life by making great moments with them. You know, I was helping some folks recently 
uh, and we're working on some ways to help the homeless and especially homeless veterans and things as well. And I don't know these people personally, but uh, you, you can get to know them and realize these are great people. They might just happen to be in a down part of their lives or maybe there's other things gone on. Maybe there's mental illness or other things, but you can make great moments with any person or situation in life, believe it or not. And again, we talk more about that in this episode. The last challenge, let's keep doing this podcast together. I can't thank you enough for spending time with us. And I really mean that from the bottom of my heart. And I'm flattered that you spend time with us. And I'm really grateful for Andrew Cap here with this uh, podcast episode. Go look up his uh, book on Amazon. There'll be a link in the show notes you can click on as well. Pretty simple. And uh, without further ado, let's jump right in. Here we are with the one and only Andrew Cap. We are pleased as heck here to welcome Andrew Cap, who is the author of an amazing book, The Last Law of Attraction Book You'll Ever Need to Read, <laughs> which kind of says it all, doesn't it, Andrew? It's a very straightforward title. Yeah, Phil, Phil thanks for having me. And uh, first to admit, not only straightforward, but probably a more long-winded one than people are expecting, but uh, <laughs> it, it was the best one really in terms of accuracy of what I was going for, so I went with it. Yeah, well, I mean, there's no... I don't think you have a subtitle. So, I mean, sometimes people have a short title and then there's a massive subtitle. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, there's, there's also a subtitle there. I'll, I'll be honest. I don't remember it because the title's so long. I only always call it by that. But um, the title is actually the, the subtitle rather is the missing key to finally tapping into the universe and manifesting your desires. Oh, yeah, I see that now. Long worded. So I figure I stick with the regular title. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's all good because it all, uh, feeds off of itself as to this is what this book's about. It's pretty crystal clear. Um, I like that subtitle, the missing key to finally tapping into the universe and manifesting your desires. Now, a lot of people think this topic is kind of a hokey thing, or it's like, oh, there's some, maybe some truth to this, but I don't know how to manifest or you know bring things about in my life. <laughs> so um, before we dive into all that, what brought this about for you? Uh, is there some background or how far back do you want to go as far as your, I don't know, maybe even childhood and early adulthood and stuff? What what brought this work about for you? Yeah, you know, happy to, to go on this. And I'll actually, I'll do my best not to make it too long-winded because it actually is a long story. But cool. um, <laughs> the long and short of it is I actually learned about the law of attraction back in 2004. And I was just, you know, a young, struggling entrepreneur. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs can relate, you know, when when you're on your own and you have to kill your own dinner, so to speak, you're going to find yourself gravitating towards, you know, positive mindset, positive modalities, different ways of viewing and dealing with life so that you can hopefully get a leg up and, and become more successful. Right. You know, whether it's Brian Tracy or Tony Robbins or whatever it might be. And the law of attraction was just one thing of many, to be honest, that I looked into, that I discovered, that I kind of went down that rabbit hole. And it, it did seem to kind of have a certain ringing of truth to it. But to be candid, it was very hit and miss for me in the beginning. I had my successes and my failures, and I kind of had this attitude that it wasn't reliable. And I would only find out years later that it's actually me who was unreliable because <laughs> you know, four years into tinkering and, and playing with this and trying to figure things out, I had a really bad week where after um, giving up my business, throwing it away, because it was it was on the downhill anyway, in order to save a, a three-year relationship, uh, three days later, she ends up breaking up over text. And um, so I kind of wake up on Monday, I've got everything. I wake up on Friday and it feels like, you know, 90% of my life is gone. Yeah. And I had to take this really long look in the mirror, obviously, like, what am I doing with my life? Where am I going with this? You know, something's got to change. And I had this weird 
simultaneous moment of stubbornness and indignation, but also epiphany of, you know, this law of attraction thing, whenever I actually followed through on it and didn't stop, I would see results, right? At least begin to see results. So I kind of had this attitude of, I don't care what happens, when it happens, why it happens, how it happens, any of that. I'm going to go all in with this thing. And yeah. what I mean by all in is basically I'm going to do just five or 10 minutes a day of simple gratitude or visualization exercises and just see where it goes from there. And again, I'm, I'm not going to stop. And the really crazy thing, Phil, is, you know, the results that emerged were nothing short of miraculous because, mm. you know, two weeks later, I felt better, not 100%, but a lot better, which is saying a lot with a broken heart. Three months later, yeah. I'm in a brand new, way healthier, way more fulfilling relationship. So I'm, I'm over my ex. Mm -hmm. Four months later, I'm making more money than at any point in my life before then. And six months later, like everything's different. Uh, everything's better. I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm waking up happy and fulfilled. And I, ba I basically learned not from a guru, not even from a book, even though I'd love for people to read mine, but I learned from my own life experience. I'm actually doing this, that whatever this thing is, and we'll call it the law of attraction, it works when you work it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's quite a story. And it's, it's interesting because I found that people who go into this, I don't know if you want to call it, everyone uses the word space these days. So into this space and space is this is like self-help and things. So it's a very broad space, which includes mm -hmm. things like the law of attraction and stuff. Usually there's some story like that. There's something that happened. There's some uh, fall down that took place, whether like in your case, this relationship and you had to take this good look in the mirror and all that. It's an interesting kind of set of common thread ingredients that happen, I guess. Um, even though they're not all, you know, apples to apples to apples, it's just, there's always, there always seems to be that when people go down this road and, and start teaching and, and, and writing and stuff like this. So yeah. um, interesting. So talk to and me more, go ahead. Well, I was just to say not to be cynical, but I guess the funny thing about me that makes me a little bit weird from that bunch is I never thought I'd write the book. It wasn't until 11 years later that mm. I even decided like, you know, and again, not to be cynical about some people, it's kind of like that they'll write that book a year later. Um, I, I never thought I would do this, but I did have this point where I would want to do a new business. And I kind of, again, another look in the mirror, like, what can I do? you know, to be perfectly candid, where I won't be bored. I'll be excited to hear from my customer. I'll be excited to continue the conversation. I'll be excited to go on podcasts and talk about this all day long. I'll actually, it'll fill me up. It'll fulfill me. And that's where I kind of had to give myself permission of, well, can I actually talk about this thing? And if I'm going to, because you use the word space, I'm like, all right, can I give myself permission to go into a space where there's literally like a thousand of these other books? And can <laughs> I contribute something new to the conversation? if I'm going to do that. So hence another explanation of the, the long title. It really is a very dramatic, um, ambitious goal that I had here in terms of giving somebody or giving a reader, hopefully a new perspective where they're free to read more books, but they would hopefully ideally never need to read another one after this. Yeah. Well, I mean, the title speaks for itself. Uh, <laughs> the last uh, law of attraction book you will ever need to read. Um, and, and on that note too, and there are other uh, books and, you know, works on this topic, but I would point out yours has over 1600 positive, almost five-star total across the board reviews where some of these others don't. So you're already, uh, you're already ahead of the game in that regard too now, but um, yeah. So on this topic, um, talk to me more about the process, if you would, because I've heard various things. Most, a lot of us who've been around a little while have seen the secret and stuff as well. I'm guessing you've looked into some of those things and, mm -hmm. um, but let's, let's talk about the process. Um, my understanding with the law of attraction 
uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is there's a process of getting into a very clear headspace of what you want. And it's all about becoming very vivid in that, like really feeling it, really making the colors and everything more vibrant and just everything really so you can feel it. But I might be off base. I'm being very vague in general. And clearly I'm no expert like you. So tell me more if you would. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, very interestingly enough, what, what you described there, I kind of view as, as a strategic approach in the greater context. And believe it or not, that greater context is actually simpler rather than, than more complicated. Because, um, you know, for, for those that aren't aware, law of attraction, the best way I can describe it, it's basically rooted in the understanding that everything is en energy. Your energy, I'm energy, the devices that we're speaking on right now is energy, and, and so is our thoughts, energetically yeah. speaking. And the, everything being energy vibrating in a certain frequency, there's also this understanding that like frequencies will attract like frequencies. Right. So law of attraction really is just this law that like attracts like, but through our understanding of this, hopefully strategically, we say to ourselves, okay, well, if everything's energy, including our thoughts, and if we have a certain level of control over the thoughts that we can choose to think and the feelings we can choose to have as a result, can we strategically invite better results into our lives? And that's what it comes down to. So when you're describing, you know, being vivid and getting clear, um, I view that as a, st a strategic aspect of trying to refine and, and communicate that message to the universe. But I like to go even simpler. And I think, what, what if you can find something, some aspect of your life or aspects of your life, and for only just a few minutes a day, choose to take a concentrated time out to be grateful for it because be, by being grateful through that gratitude you all like a lot of the heavy lifting is done for you maybe you'll have a vivid visualization maybe you'll be 100 percent clear or maybe you'll just feel good but either way you know whether i say you to, to everyone listening whether you realize it or not you're always already kind of like thinking about what you want anyway sometimes in a place of expectation sometimes from a place of doubt but you're already thinking about what you want. Therefore, the universe already knows what you want. Therefore, the best thing you can do for yourself is put yourself in a position of strategically thinking positively. And then a lot of those good things will start to come automatically for you. Mm. Okay. Interesting. And on that note, I have a couple kind of uh, devil's advocate kind of questions for you. <laughs> Please. Those are my favorite. <laughs> The, well, I'll just throw them both at you and you can decide how you want to tackle them. One of them is the element of fear. Uh, people talk about, well, if you sit and focus on fear, you know, Tony Robbins and others say where focus goes, energy flows. And you're talking about energy. Um, what is the, uh, the issue with fear? Is that, is that true in your experience? And also the other question is, what do you have to say to those people who say this is all hokey nonsense? <laughs> I know those right. are kind of two somewhat not... I mean, they're both devil's advocate-ish, challenging questions-ish, but uh, they're not necessarily in the, in the exact same vein. But go ahead. What are your thoughts yeah. on those? <laughs> well, real quick, just to clarify, the first one about fear. Um, are you asking um, whether fear, like there's an argument of fear leading to good things versus bad things? Or am I misunderstanding that question? Well, the question is really... If, if we're sitting talking about worry and fear in our lives, or when I say talk, I guess focusing on fear, mm -hmm. like, hey, I'm worried about this, these bills are coming due or whatever specific thing or this relationship might end. Uh, well, then the relationship's going to end because you're focusing on it. Those, those are some of the beliefs that I've heard people say, like, don't focus on fears. And it's kind of along the same lines of, you know, in business or life in general, problems will arise, but instead of focusing on problems, let's focus on solutions. What, what is it about like the fear and problems 
How does that all play into the law of attraction, I guess, is the real question. Understood. Yeah, yeah. So, well, here's the thing about that is, again, your thoughts will attract things and you're, you're thinking about a certain way and you're feeling about a certain thing and it's going to come up with a result. So quick little aside, and then we'll go back to this fear thing. Yeah. Um, sometimes people say, hey, Andrew, you know, I, I've been thinking about this job promotion for over a year now and it hasn't come. Where's your law of attraction now? To which I would ask them, well, are you thinking about that job promotion from a sense of frustration, fear, uh, impatience, uncertainty, distrust, um, jealousy, or are you thinking about it in the sense of enthusiasm and trust and anticipation and satisfaction and gratitude? Because when you're thinking about it with those negative emotions, you're actually not thinking about the job promotion. You're thinking about the lack of the job promotion, which is why you're so upset. And you're putting out that energy. You're, you're, you're again, you're putting that focus there. Now, with that in mind, in terms of something, in terms of things to be feared, feared for, um, I am not really concerned about um, focusing on fear. I'm concerned about dwelling on it. Meaning sometimes you need to focus on something that you don't like or don't want for the simple measure of being able to make a better decision of something that you do want. It's okay to focus on it. It's yeah. okay, by the way, you know, to process an emotion like grief rather than trying to avoid it because it's going to be there anyway. So I think it's okay to experience bad feelings. I just would advise against dwelling on them because after a certain period of time, there's going to be a threshold that you'll cross over where the scales will be tipped, and then you're going to be magnifying or attracting those negative pieces to yourself. Now, um, with that in mind, you're asking like, you know, everyone's saying like, um, this is, you know, this is hokey. How do I even know this is legit? Right. And me, I'm, I'm a huge proponent. And you'll back me up, please, Phil, if I didn't answer that first question adequately. But just to, to get this one in there also, um, you know, I'm a huge proponent um, of trying to explain things in in physical terms. It's my favorite because everyone's brain, whether they agree with something or not, their brains actually, it's at least going to click. Um, to which I say for people that are doubting this, I kind of think of it like, um, you know, lifting weights to get muscles, which is very oversimplified, right? But to give you two possible explanations as to how that works, explanation number one is you're going to lift weights. And when you go to sleep at night, the muscle fairy comes out of nowhere and waves a magic wand and poof, you wake up with bigger muscles the next day. <laughs> Explanation number two is when you're lifting weights, you're actually putting so much stress on your body and on your muscles that they're actually tearing in little areas. And then what your body's going to do then, it won't be overnight, it'll be a few days, but it's going to repair itself. It's going to heal itself. And through that process, it's going to fill in those gaps that from the tears with more muscle fiber, hence more muscles. Now, I probably butchered that explanation, but I'm willing to bet that people hearing both, they're going to say, well, Andrew, it's the second one, to which I answer, unless you're a physical therapist or a personal trainer or something like that, it actually doesn't matter. All that matters is you lift weights, you get muscles, you put an X, you get Y. And by the same token, whether you believe in this law of attraction thing or not, if you engage in the gratitude or visualization processes that I teach and that even other books teach, by hook or by crook, as long as you're not, you know, forcing a result, as long as you're not, you know, trying to, to bring something out of thin air, some result is going to manifest. And I'll tell you something else here. I don't need anyone. I don't care if people don't believe in the law of attraction. Like when you do that, when you do gratitude for 30 days and you get an amazing result, please don't give me credit. Don't give my book credit. Don't give the universe credit. Don't give vibration or energy credit. But at the very least, I would ask to acknowledge that you were doing this thing before you got this result. And I would advise you to keep going in that direction, to keep experiencing gratitude and keep visualizing, if nothing else, out of an experiment to see if this keeps happening. And you can go your whole life and not believe in this, 
but at least notice if this thing, this weird hooky thing is giving you results. And PS, just to make this a little bit more of a long with an answer, even if I'm lying or deluded right now, studies have shown that gratitude in and of itself will improve your sleep, it will increase your confidence, it will reduce your anxiety and a whole best bunch of other things that have nothing to do with the law of attraction. Meaning, if you just take five minutes out every single day and feel gratitude, physiologically alone and emotionally and mentally alone, you are getting a win right then and there. And then everything else that comes after, that's just a bonus that you might enjoy. Mm. Yeah, I think that's very powerful stuff. I, I couldn't agree more. I've I've done some of this myself and certainly probably not as consistently and uh, focused as maybe you might recommend and others have done perhaps too, but uh, I can, I can vouch for what you're saying with the, when it comes to gratitude, it's like, again, these guys, I, I mentioned Tony cause he's this big uh, guru, so to speak in this uh, space, um, <laughs> not necessarily law of attraction, but he talks about all kinds of stuff. Hmm. But one of the things he says, you probably heard is, that you can't be grateful and and usually fill in the blank of some other negative emotion simultaneously. You can't be grateful and angry or grateful and sad and all these things. I don't know entirely that that's true, but it's it's filling a space just like light and darkness can't occupy the same space at the same time. So you're willfully putting yourself in a place of positive light energy, if you will, uh, that the other th- negative, let's say, dark energy can't penetrate uh, by by taking time out to be grateful. That's just my experience. How how does gratitude? Let's dig in a little bit there. Um, you talk about because uh, you have this time lapse method, and uh, you talk about automatic success related to gratitude. Can you explain some of that? Yeah, you know, if if I may, I'll, I'll actually I'll teach the the time lapse method right now so that your audience can feel free to try. And what I'm talking about in terms of like it's a thing where you're anchoring your mind for success that mm-hmm. you'll kind of hear in the explanation, and sure. you'll probably notice not only by this explanation, but even just in hearing me speak, um, I'm a strategy guy. For me, this is all about saying, okay, when I put an X, I get Y. Um, I think it's the law of attraction, but even if I'm wrong, I don't care. All I know is I'm doing these things and getting these results. So strategically, I'm going to do whatever I can to enhance that and to magnify that and to lean into that. With that said, um, time-lapse methods are a very simple, easy, and hopefully fun gratitude method and gratitude process where you're basically going to take 15 things that you're grateful for. You're going to make a list of 15. Mm -hmm. Five of them are from your past. Five of them are in your present. And five are things that you want in your future. But you're going to write out that list with everything in the present tense, whether it's past, present or future, it's all written out in the present tense. And then what you're going to do is you're going to jumble up that list. So maybe the first thing in that list is a present item, followed by a past, followed by another present, followed by a future. Who knows? And then you're basically, you know, this this list of things worded in in a tense that no one could even tell if you're telling the truth or lying. If you were to read it to them, you're going to read each one one at a time. And give yourself, I don't know, 20 or 60 seconds to just feel gratitude for that one thing before moving on to the next. And here's where the strategy and the the fun comes in. Because hopefully you're having a good time as you're doing this because you're thinking things that you're grateful for. Two-thirds of that list is actually real. It either has happened or is currently happening in this physical three-dimensional reality. Therefore, the gratitude that you feel for it is going to have a certain level of certainty confidence, enthusiasm, power, and potency that you just can't manufacture or fake. 
But because, you know, this is me being a strategy guy again, psychologically, I understand that humans don't downshift very easily. If you're reading in those future items all mixed in, that same level of certainty and confidence is going to carry over into the gratitude that you feel for those future things. So not only are you feeling good in the moment, but you're programming yourself or your subconscious mind if you believe in that, or the universe, if you believe in that, or any combination, whatever your beliefs are, but you're programming the outcome for yourself. You're inviting in those future things while feeling good about the good things that you already have. Mm. Yes. I love that. That's actually, that's actually really smart. Um, it reminds me a little bit, kind of in a different way. Uh, we just interviewed Greg McEwen, who wrote, uh, effortless is his newest book and essentialism a few years ago. And, uh, one of the things he talks about is taking things that, and I know this isn't exactly what you're talking about, but it's associating things that you really enjoy with things that maybe on the surface you don't like doing the dishes, something simple. And mm -hmm. okay, we're going to listen to, you know, Andrew's book here so that we enjoy doing the dishes while we're doing it or some music or some other thing that's going on that you can associate. So what's happening with what you're saying in a different way is you're taking very real areas of gratitude and interlacing it with some things that haven't yet happened to kind of get maybe a more authentic, tangible, real gratitude for those as well to get in tune with that uh, frequency and energy. Uh, yes. Is that, was that what we're doing? <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, you can just as easily say, okay, I'm going to take five minutes out and visualize a future that I want. And you know what? More power to you because again, we were speaking before about things being vibrant and being clear, but some people, sometimes they'll struggle in that regard. They'll try to visualize the thing that they want and they'll be frustrated because it's not here. Um, what this method does, among others, is it gives you the opportunity to first install the feelings of gratitude and already being in a place that you are content and that you have a certain level of confidence before even introducing those future things in, a, in already a more fertile soil, so to speak. Mm, yeah. And, and I think it's interesting, too, because when we step out of our lives a little bit uh, to kind of look at well, who are we and what, what are we and what's our relationship to each other and the universe at large, I think it's really fascinating, but I think a lot of us are kind of scared of the idea that we really are all interconnected and the energy of the universe is all around us and interconnected. And I dare say even wants us to succeed and find joy and happiness and alignment in our existence. <laughs> but I think people are just scared of that. Like, oh, I need to just be on my own. I can't trust these big things. Um, what What is our relationship to the universe? Uh, you know, I've heard people say, you're not in the universe. You are the universe. And I know we're going in these realms where it's where some people would say this is getting hokey. <laughs> but yeah. to me, I I just know there's a lot of depth of truth to this. I mean, if and I've said this a few times recently on the podcast. If, if this whole COVID thing has taught us anything, it's how interrelated we are as interconnected we are as human beings on this just on this planet uh, that this virus could spread globally like that. Um, but what, what is our relationship to the universe? I think it's worth defining, well, who are we? What are we? What is our common ground here? Yeah, I, I want to preface this by saying what I'm about to give you is my own personal opinion. But whether you agree with it or not, or also whether I'm right or wrong, um, I would argue that it doesn't change the, the potential and power that every person listening has to use these methods and these modalities to their own advantage. So yeah. um, with that disclaimer out of the way, because again, I'm, I'm just some dude who... <laughs> you know, use this stuff and learned and got the benefit and who shared it with others who are also getting the benefit. So I'm just going on a previous track, track record of success uh -huh. that doesn't include this answer. But to give that answer, um, from my perspective, we're all one big part of one big energetic soup because kind of like, you know, is a drop of water 
in the ocean or is it just the ocean also? You know what I mean? At one point, can you differentiate between the two? It's kind of almost hard for, for me personally to put into words. I, all I would say is you are in the middle of a massively complex and by the same token, massively elegant stream and strands of, of energy that, you know, some parts of which you are perceiving through your physical senses and some parts that you will never perceive, but that are always there. For example, blowing a dog whistle, you see the dogs will freak out because they're, you know, they're um, the construct of their energy bundle that they are, so to speak, can detect that. Whereas us as energy bundles within the larger energy bundle can't detect it. So um, really long story short, we are a mass consciousness where again, our thoughts will, will impact and affect that kind of like, you know, throwing a pebble into a lake and watching the ripples go out. But it's um, so again, long with an answer it doesn't really go anywhere, but we're, we're all just one big piece of energetic soup. And I would say this, you, you are an extension of source energy and simultaneously that source energy. So even when you feel small, it's just an illusion. And I hope that people can use that almost as a good excuse to try to engage in a process where they invite more pleasurable um, and successful life experiences. Mm. Yeah. Well, I like the terms you're using too, energetic soup and energy bundles. <laughs> and, and I liked your analogy with the ocean too, because at what point is that just a drop of water or is it also the ocean? Like there's some real depth there. We could sit and probably just meditate on for days. Yes. <laughs> and, and I love that. That's really, uh, that's, it, it's interesting because I think about this from, especially in light of what you just said, from the standpoint of how are we uh, becoming delusional ourselves? Like we're creating our own delusion of who and what we are in many cases in a very small minded approach, um, not intentionally necessarily, but in reality, it's, it's much bigger and interconnected and part of this energy soup, as you put it, that so many of us uh, just I don't know, are scared of, we just get caught up in our day-to-day -day lives and watching Netflix and having these distractions. And, and by the way, on the note of distractions, do you have any ideas and or thoughts about that aspect? I mean, it's, obviously there's parts of our lives that we need to maybe balance. Like here's recreation. I'm going to wind down. My brain's fried for the day. I'm going to just sit and let the TV do the work and watch Netflix or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, is there any, any thoughts or st strategy surrounding that aspect with distraction, because I've, I've observed it as we have kind of this external sensory stimulation that just kind of like we perceive as something meaningful. And a lot of times it's really not, but I don't know, maybe I'm going off on a tangent. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Well, I mean, regarding the distraction, first of all, the most important aspect of all of this is if, as long as we're going to be strategic and as long as we're going to try to invite better results, the most important aspect is understanding who we are, understanding human nature and human psychology, since everything that we're experiencing to a certain extent is governed from that level. With that in mind, people um, by far and wide, you know, more often than not, are creatures of comfort. We're going to find things that are going to soothe us and comfort us because um, we, we are... Um, genetically programmed for safety and security to keep the species going. So with that understanding in mind, of course, it's kind of like a no brainer that people will default to Netflix or even the news. By the way, we, we get addicted to emotions, even bad emotions and negative emotions. That's why people watch news, even if it's a, it's the same song and dance, like the same bad news you heard on Friday is what you heard on Monday. So technically it's not like you're even being informed. You already know what that is. Um, so 
but but that's literally just a long way of saying like you know we are going to be addicted to emotions and including you know just the the feeling of being safe and secure so i would say this your distractions might be serving you or they might be um you know kind of hindering your your life your life satisfaction but the only way that you're going to get out of these distractions that aren't necessarily good for you is by finding other more healthier distractions mm -hmm. meaning you know it, no one, most people aren't going to go into meditating, but if you could find a way that meditating is something so fun that you actually look forward to it and that becomes your escape versus Netflix, well, then that's a healthier way of doing it. Or maybe just getting, you know, going to the gym and working out, that might become a healthier way of, of a distraction. So people are always going to be seeking some kind of distraction or some kind of way around their thoughts. Um, the best thing you can do for yourself is notice it. Notice if you're watching something that isn't exactly filling you with uh, the best inspiration or the best ways to focus and to try and search for something else that you can enjoy instead so that you can instead devote your focus and energy in that more positive direction. Mm. Yeah. Good stuff. I couldn't agree more. I, I think of it too. And I appreciate you bringing up things like the news because in fact, the other day I was talking to my dad <laughs> and he's talking about, uh, cause he was in sales and marketing and stuff for a while. And he's worked with people in the news and stuff. And, and he says, the whole thing with the news is, is they want to get you agitated. Uh, yes. because then when they go advertise this, you know, medication or this pizza or whatever in the commercials, you're going to want to go buy it because I got to fill this void created by all this agitation from all this news. <laughs> and, uh, and so there's this interesting set of psychological principles surrounding this stuff that we need to become aware of and really own ourselves. And uh, I've been using the term ever since we had a gal on the podcast uh, some episodes ago, who, who used the term radical ownership. It's like, let's take charge, just be aware. Okay, if I'm just going to sit and veg out watching Netflix, let's just be aware that's what I'm doing. That's not necessarily like the core, hopefully, uh, root level of what my life's all about, but it's just something I'm doing and this is what's happening psychologically. And if I'm watching the news, let's be real that they're trying to get us to buy something during the commercials and they want us to be agitated because by being agitated, we want to fill a void and and meet these so-called uh, needs and issues supposedly that might exist in our lives by buying these products. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, yeah. It's like, you know, on a preface, you know, I'm a sales and marketing guy myself and yeah. I've really looked deep into this and, you know, disclaimer, this is my opinion. So I could be wrong, but I do almost find it laughable that people view the news as if it's actually people trying to inform them versus another, another motive. And I just, I think it's, it's almost, it's sadly hilarious yeah. that people just trust what they watch and don't understand that there might be something more to it. But by that same token, they are mistrusting of, um, you know, a late night infomercial or salesperson. I'm not saying that those are good people also. I'm saying everyone on their own level has, a, has an agenda. It could be a positive agenda or a negative agenda, but it's, I, I would not advise people to assume that just because, you know, they've been told something is true, that it necessarily is. Even with my thing, like law of attraction, like, listen, don't trust me. Try it out for free. And everyone's listening to this podcast right now. I just gave one of my methods that you can try for 30 days for free. You didn't put a, a dime in my pocket. and You don't have to. I think it's really important for people through everything they experience to really experiment and verify for themselves to see if their actual resulting experience based on something accurately reflects what the thing was promising would actually do for them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's all great. It's, it's all this thing about awakening. I mean, everything in the world to me, literally everything in the world is some sort of, let's say testimony of the greater 
good of the universe, everything about how the universe demands balance and how we plant seeds and all these things about life and how we sleep and we wake up in the morning. Uh, and in context of what you just said, the waking up is is kind of a big part of that, that not just are we physically waking up each day, it's let's wake up to what our existence really is and what's going on with the news and what, you know, what all these things really are around us, not to get lost in this walking around like zombies routine that all of us have done. Let's be real. We've all been caught up in the flow of zombie land of <laughs> kind of hypnotized through life and driving to and from work and not even realizing what happened in between. Cause they're just so used to these, uh, these actions day in and day out, but, but wake up and live a more intentional, meaningful, awake life <laughs> to what's yeah. really going on. Um, I, you know, one of the things not to shift gears too much, we're all on the same topic. Um, I, I've heard people talk a lot about the ego and I know that you address some of this in your work too, um, mm -hmm. how it kind of can help us not help can help keep us <laughs> from succeeding with the law of attraction. What is the ego and how does it keep us from that? And how can we manage that? Yeah. So the way I explain this in my book, I actually, and obviously I'm not a clinical psychologist, so I'm, I'm borrowing terms that, that may or may not match up with what people are saying. But the way I describe it is we've got three minds. We've got the conscious mind and we've got the subconscious mind. And right there in the middle, we've got what I define as the ego, which is way stronger than the conscious mind, but nothing compared to the subconscious. Mm -hmm. And the ego, as I describe it, has only one job in this world, and that's to keep you alive. And that's good news or bad news, depending on where you are in your life right now, because your ego is scanning the, the field right now. It's looking right around right now. And it's saying, okay, this, you know, my person is alive, which means whatever money problems you have right now, whatever relationship problems, even whatever health problems you might have, all your ego knows is that in this moment you are alive and it does not want to risk the status quo by allowing a change, even a perceived positive change to come into effect where it can't accurately predict whether your survivability is actually going to be improved or worsened by what that is. So for example, there might be someone listening right now and they want to be rich and famous, but for all their ego knows is that when they become famous, they're going to get a stalker and that's a threat to their survival. <laughs> or for all their ego knows is when they get rich, they're going to have distant family coming out of the woodwork, suing them for their home. And that's a threat to their survival. So the ego actually loves you. It's doing its best to protect you. But in a misguided way, it's holding you back because all it knows is right now you're alive. So why mess with the program? Now, with that mm -hmm. understanding in mind, again, this is why we talk ourselves out of working out. This is why we, you know, we go for that cookie versus that, that, that salad. This is why we do things because, you know, the ego is so much stronger than the conscious mind. It will use your fears, uncertainties, doubts, everything it needs to about you in order to do what it thinks it's doing is serving you by keeping you alive. The solution therefore becomes bypassing the ego, accessing the subconscious mind, which is way more powerful than all the other parts of the mind and letting that do a lot of heavy lifting for you. And, in my experience, a very reliable way by which you do that is through a simple five minutes of gratitude every single day, because you, through that gratitude, through that process, through even the visualization, you're feeding your subconscious mind with the preferred images and programming it to actually seek that new piece. And depending on your beliefs, that's your subconscious mind is either going to take the wheel on its own and govern your thoughts and actions and behaviors so that you will kind of wind up more easily in that goal that you want, or um, it's also simultaneously 
broadcasting that frequency to the universe, which is magnifying a lot better results. So you'll notice that my explanation leaves open the possibility of it just being your subconscious mind or being the universe or a combination. Honestly, it doesn't really matter. But what does matter is if you take those five minutes a day and feel gratitude, you're going to see really positive results because you are bypassing the ego, which in the end was holding you back in a misguided way to keep you alive. Mm. Yeah, that's really deep. And I appreciate you explaining that. Um, I think it's worth all of us studying a little bit more and becoming aware. And, you know, I personally, I've like all of us, I've got my own challenges and issues and things in my life that, that I'm working through. And uh, I found it beneficial to, to sit and just be in yourself, in your mind, in your thoughts and feel these things and sources of maybe behaviors you want to change, like really get into the core root of those things as well. All this is tied to the ego in some form or fashion too. It just, um, we, we all have certain pains or maybe even traumas in our lives as well. And just sitting in that and, and feeling what that is and, and then owning it and finding a way to give yourself permission to flush it out and let it go. And even asking the greater forces and energies of the universe that are in and around us to help in that process, whether you believe you, whether you want to call it God or whatever people want to call it. I think it's safe to say there's, there's much bigger forces at work. Um, Again, I'm riffing here and going off on some tangent, but (laughs) uh, I appreciate you explaining what you said. Um, What is it that, you know, I was looking at some of your reviews on this book as well, and tons of just great reviews. People saying this is the best uh, law of attraction book, hands down. Law of attraction and high def is one of the big comments that I heard somebody say, um, which, which I think tells us that you're being very crystal clear as to what all this is. And one person pointed out something that I'm kind of curious about called the blitz method. Do you Mm -hmm. want to explain some of what that is in a nutshell? Uh, And just like for this particular person reviewing said that was life-changing kind of a a concept that you had shared. Yeah. The, the blitz is deceptively powerful and it's actually, it's one of the easiest. I mean, I, I like to think all the methods are easy, but it's one of the easiest methods you can do. And all it really is, is you set a timer. It could be 90 seconds, three minutes, five minutes, whatever it might be. Um, you know, I'd say at least three to five minutes, but you set that timer and then you just think about as many things as you can that you're grateful for. And you can be strategic about this in the sense that like you can you can make a themed blitz, do something about your body, list all the body parts or body functions that you're grateful for, or about your job, make that the theme, or your relationship, make that the theme, or even the room that you're in right now. You look around, it's like, okay, what are these things that I have here that I have access to? Oh, I have my laptop, I've got my phone, you know, I've got this awesome microphone, you know, all of these different things. So yeah. whether you can do by theme or you can do it free for all where you just like pick different things out of the blue that you're grateful for, you know, your first kiss, your first crush, you know, cookies, <laughs> pancakes, you know, the toy, the box at the bottom of the cereal box when you were a kid, your best friend from the second grade, that mentor who always looked out for you, that time that, the, um, you know, your boss always bought you lunch and was, you know, mentoring you on, on how to go in your career, um, your, your podcast listeners, you know, and like there's, it can go across the board. In fact, um, one of the pages in the book, you know, in the paperback, you can see like, I broke all the rules and I, I basically made a one long page blitz. There were no breaks for paragraphs. It was just like one long thing. And the thing about this is, you know, 30 seconds in, you, you'll be like, meh, all right, this is fine. But you keep going and like 90 seconds in, 120 seconds in, before you know it, you're like, wow, no matter what's going on in my life, even despite the problems and the frustrations and the imperfections, I do have a lot to be grateful for. 
And again, just, you know, if people out there are wondering what they could be grateful for, like just your heart beating in your chest right now, it's been beating every single second of every minute of every hour of every day of every week of every month of every year of every yeah. decade across <laughs> yeah. the board that you've been alive every single second pumping blood and nutrients to the rest of your body so that the, the other body functions so that you have that mind that you're thinking with your, your lungs breathing in that air your hands your fingers your arms your feet your toes your legs your knees your back your spine you know all these things like how could you not be grateful for that how mm. could you not be grateful for you know that that friend who was always looking out for you even if they're not in your life anymore the times that they were there's just so much to be grateful for and when you really take a minute out to think about that it'll just blow your mind and more importantly it'll physiologically you know change your state you'll start breathing easier you'll start breathing deeper and before you know it, you're like wow you know, life ain't perfect, but it's a lot better than I've been acknowledging right now. And I think it's time I acknowledge it, which strategically speaking, they will be pleasantly surprised that will invite more things to be grateful for. Mm. Yeah, so much. So I believe that to be true. I And I've experienced it firsthand. It's, uh, it's interesting to me because uh, as we talk about gratitude, um, to me, it seems synonymous with humility. It's like really seeing, like, especially when you look at bigger things like my heart has been beating for all these years and all these things that I didn't really do much for. I've just, I, for some rhyme or reason, I've been given this by some force, whether it's God or, and, or parents. And, and then, and then you think of this uh, chain of ancestors that you're now the latest and from thousands of people who've come before you. And just this whole thing that we stand on the shoulders of all these people. And, uh, and so when I talk about humility, I think of it from a scriptural kind of standpoint there's one that kind of stands out to me that that god says either people can choose to be humble or they can be compelled to be humble and sometimes these things arise in life i can't speak to all the reasons things happen but all of a sudden sometimes life's going what we think is hunky dory so to speak and then all of a sudden a car accident a job loss some, some medical diagnosis some awful thing a death of a child some awful awful thing can happen that like brings us to our knees and we realize wow i wasn't in tune or something it doesn't mean that you're the reason so i can i'm again i'm not going to speak to all the things and reasons why things happen but there's something to be said if we want to maintain kind of more peace and comfort in our lives, even in the wake of some of these things will still probably happen, but there's just a, a mindset there that you've already trained yourself to kind of muscle through things and understand maybe a bigger picture and gratitude uh, through it all. Just, uh, and, and I would point out also what you're saying about this blitz method is it reminds me because it's, I've heard this method taught in relationships about flooding. It's being called or thing, whatever you want to call it, where you just like you sit with this partner and you go into depth of these are all the things I love and I'm so grateful about you. And it could, because it's so easy to get caught up in the, Oh, that little thing's starting to piss me off. And this little thing is starting to uh, kind of upset me. And, and then you realize at the core, there's so many reasons that you even came together in the first place, hopefully, then you can remember those things. So this blitz method, I think can apply in all kinds of things not just individually, but in our interpersonal and even romantic and intimate relationships. Is, do you believe that true? I mean, it's been taught by others. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, again, this kind of goes, you know, energy goes where attention flows, right? Or energy flows where attention goes, if I'm wording yeah. it the right way. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's, it's wherever, 
wherever you're going to, you could focus on, on positive and invite positive or negative and invite negative. So in the context of relationships, therapy sessions, everything, there's, there's no, nothing to be lost and everything to be gained by experimenting with this kind of process and seeing where it goes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Well, and so when you talk about the law of attraction and, uh, kind of this whole method, how is the book structured? Is it, is it kind of a step-by-step -step process or is it like, here's a bunch of different techniques? Cause in full transparency, I haven't read the full book. <laughs> I've read some bits and pieces and obviously tons of reviews and stuff. Um, but is there kind of a structure to this whole process? Is it like, okay, Monday you do this from 7 a.m. to 7.15, and then again at this hour you do this? Uh, or is it kind of people just kind of flow with what works for them and in terms of how the book lays it out? Is it kind of like yeah. it builds on itself as you go through the chapters? Yeah, it's, so it's closer to, to that second description. And I'm, I'm almost hesitant to say because I don't want to – I hate setting um, – false expect inadvertently setting false expectations or or overhyped expectations um but but i'll say this when i wrote the book it wasn't it isn't a book to me it's it's an experience it, it's the recognition that you know from page one to page 208 page to page to page there has to be a flow so that yeah like it's basically like i'm layering a cake where there has to be a foundation first i have to kind of set the tone then i have to i have to I have to introduce different pieces and I'm almost like I'm building a new paradigm for the reader before even introducing the, the techniques. And the thing about the techniques is they're all independent of one another. You can just, any one on its own is enough. And the reason that I've given more than one is because, well, different people want different approaches and also people really crave novelty and variety. So they, they will crave the opportunity to experiment with different ones. But for the most part, I just kind of like first build up and make sure we're all on the same page, no pun intended, and that people kind of understand mm -hmm. my perspective on the law of attraction in a hopefully healthy, useful way. And only then do I then give them methods. And the, the thing is, my attitude is any method on its own, whether it's my book or anyone else's, just do a method that, that feels good for five minutes a day. The strategy is to feel good while thinking about what you have or what you want or both. That's the whole formula. And I've designed a clarity and a specificity in, in my methods that not only does that, but also leaves wiggle room, meaning if you want to tweak a step, you're welcome to do so. You don't have to. You can do it to the letter or you can tweak a step, whatever it takes to actually feel good in the moment. But the whole goal is that when you're done with that book, you can pick any method on your own and just have it be enjoyable enough that you look forward to it, that you actually do it every single day for just five minutes. And even in the beginning of the book, I kind of explained, it's almost like you're, you're at the gym and you hate working out and somebody walks up to you and they've got like this magic ice cream. And they say, listen, this has all the positive elements of ice cream and none of the negative ones. And it's magic. All you have to do is take a spoonful a day and you're going to end up with the body of your dreams. Assuming, you know, everyone likes ice cream, but you could replace this with cookies or pizza, whatever. But, you know, <laughs> there's nobody who's going to say no to that. There's no one who's going to fail in doing that because it's, it's bite-sized, literally. And it's something that's so good and enjoyable, you look forward to it. So it's like easy and simple and enjoyable to do every single day. That's the goal for someone to find a method that's simple and easy and quick and convenient to do every single day, because that's where the consistency comes from, which then leads to the momentum, which then leads to the results. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's great. And uh, I think it's interesting. You point out feeling good for at least five minutes a day um, in light of what you said earlier about throwing a stone in the water and just the ripple effect, because by doing that, I think it's going to extend beyond five minutes. Yeah. You yes. might, you might do the focused 
kind of uh, creation of that, uh, generating that energy, let's say, uh, in those five minutes. But I think it obviously will have a ripple effect throughout your day and even into your sleep and your subconscious mind. Um, do you want to expound a little bit on the subconscious mind? Uh, you know, there's all kinds of books about this too. There's, there's kind of a famous one from the early sixties called the, I think the power of the subconscious mind that I, I think I listened to the audio book a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that that's from what I've heard and understood, that's a huge part of this law of attraction thing. And you're, you're, it's like, you're planting thoughts and ideas in your subconscious mind. I can't speak to how everything works. Like you said, you put in X and it brings out Y, uh, and we don't know fully why <laughs> completely, but um, there's this power in our subconscious mind. Everything that goes on is, is way more related to the subconscious than the conscious from what I understand. And even all these things, like we talk about our heartbeat and stuff, those things, these involuntary things of our bodies are controlled by our subconscious mind uh, as well, from my understanding. Do you, do you want yeah, to delve you know, into I, that? I have the, the luxury of, of not being like a doctor or a scientist. So even when yeah. I say here's the grain of salt, but I'm also like, it's a gift that I don't even need to know um, everything about it. But, you know, from, from my research and from my personal experience and, and all those different pieces, really, it's just, it's this powerful part of who you are. It's this powerful part of your mind that does govern your, you know, your heartbeat and your breathing. And simultaneously, that does just like, it works out a lot of things. It's a supercomputer. It's like, you know, going back to that example I was saying before about, you know, thinking about that job promotion that you want, people like, well, well, how does that even come about? Well, if you sent the right instructions, well, depending on your beliefs, one, that vibration is going out to the universe, which is going to bring people in front of you that, you know, that will, um, they'll, they'll like your business idea or they'll, they'll want to hire you for a new job or, or who knows what, but also just for what you're doing yourself, you know, you're going to notice yourself, you're going to be standing up a little bit straighter or sitting up straighter. You can have more of a confident cadence to your voice that you can't really manufacture on your own, but your subconscious mind is doing the show for you. You'll be having um, inspirational ideas pop into your mind. You'll feel better about, you know, working on a Saturday. You'll get along better with your boss. You'll be noticed by the vice president, like who knows what will happen. And the subconscious mind's like out there in the background, just doing all these amazing things, pulling all these levers for you and just making it happen. And again, I couldn't even tell you how exactly it does happen. And for me, I consider that a gift. I think it's good sometimes that you don't know how everything happens, or you also don't know all the steps that you need to take because, you know, if you worry about what you are in control of, you might very well be very pleasantly surprised on how the things that you're not in control of will kind of unfold for you. And Mm -hmm. there really is something to be said about like, you know, putting yourself out there and just enjoying as much of life as you can. Again, that, that five minutes a day of gratitude, that's not with the expectation that your day is going to be perfect after that. That's with the understanding that even if your day isn't perfect after that, you've already done the heavy lifting of those five minutes a day because those, those positive thoughts and emotions are 100 times more powerful than negative ones. And there's a momentum that will build up over time. And here's the really trippy part. Sometimes people will go, well, you know, I can't even think of like how much, I I can't think of many examples that's helped me. It's like, have you even stopped to think about the negative experiences that you have bypassed by virtue of the fact that you have been engaging in this process for a few weeks and you'll never know because you never ran into those negative experiences to begin with. Mm, Great stuff. Yeah, I agree. I, and as you talk about all this and I appreciate you opening up and sharing some of your story here at the beginning, um, do you have any other stories either from your life or, or others that you'd like to share related to this? I've heard all kinds of 
law of attraction stories that in some cases kind of come off as unbelievable to the untrained human eye or ear. <laughs> but do you, do you have any other stories you want to share uh, related to this topic with the law of attraction? Short thing. And you know, the whole thing about them, the things being unbelievable, I think that's such a good thing. I think the cool thing is when you engage in this process and something weird happens, it's almost spooky. You can't explain it, mm-hmm. but it's like, well, it's still a good thing. Right. And, you know, even like on my, uh, my YouTube channel, I had, um, I featured an interview with someone a, a few months ago. She, she read my book and then she went through my 90 day program, which is really just, you know, 90 consecutive days of me walking people through the, the methods to give them a little extra momentum. And she emails me on day 87 and she's like, Andrew, when I, when I began this, I, like, I thought I was going to get fired. I was like on the cusp of, of losing everything. And now like the sales that I do, the minimum, the floor of them is $100,000 every single month. Like it's, it's at least 100 grand every month. And that's obviously a very um, clearly tangible example that, that's in there. So I, I interviewed her to ask her about it so that I can kind of dissect it. Um, I also had one where, wow. you know, not even taking credit because this person, she used something that I call scripting that I teach about in my book, but she actually used it before my book ever came out. So it's not like I could take the credit, but I don't want to give my book the credit. I want to give the scripting the credit. And scripting is basically journaling about your life, um, you know, describing it in real time in the present tense as if you're already living your dream life. And I interviewed her also on my YouTube channel because she went from like $300 in the bank or like $0 to like 1.6 million, if I'm not mistaken, in 16 months. And a lot of that was fueled by the enthusiasm, the momentum that she had through her scripting process. So those are obviously like, you know, monetary ones, but I also get like more personal ones that I can't really share. I don't want to share personal details where people say that they've gotten out of abusive relationships. Like they've taken dramatic gains and leaps in their lives. And it all comes from like this being just a foundation and the fuel and the source of people giving themselves permission to take those new actions in harmony with, I believe, the, the universe and in harmony with that positive flow and that positive momentum to better experiences. Mm. It's powerful stuff. I mean, and talk to anyone who's succeeded in any area. You know, I like listening to guys like Steve Harvey, for example, talk about living out of his car and all the things. And then these incredible stories about what happened. If you haven't heard that story, go look up Steve Harvey's story about going to, to perform at the Apollo in New York and everything that happened is amazing. <laughs> and, and how that skyrocketed his career when he was just a few days before he was on the edge. And, uh, in any event, no spoiler alert, but again, I've talked to a few people in my day and obviously do a podcast and I've just seen this stuff play out. And uh, I just think there's power and, and especially power in knowing the universe really wants us to experience joy, experience mm-hmm. alignment and wants to align the planets, so to speak, in our world. And sometimes it takes time to do all that. Like the one example, the person with over a million dollars after having next to nothing and it took 16 months it didn't take, you know, 16 seconds. I mean, it took some time, um, but I just, I think there's just joy in knowing that that's even there and then start tapping into it. What, what do you have to say as we get ready to wrap up here? What do you have to say to, to somebody who's just in kind of a maybe dark, confused place and, and like, yeah, this all sounds good and feels good as we're talking, but I don't know. Uh, and do you have anything to say to someone in that situation where they're like, experiencing lots of life difficulties, self-doubt, confusion, perhaps, and also questioning, yeah, is this stuff even real? I'm just going to keep muscling through and try 
or maybe maybe they even feel like giving up. What do you have to say to anybody in those situations? Yeah, so two parts to that. Like one, you mentioned my friend, you know, zero to 16 months. And, you know, we say, wow, it took 16 months, but it took 16 months to the 1.6 million. It didn't take 16 months to 50,000, 100,000, 200,000, which is just to reaffirm that a lot of this, it's a progression. It's yeah. something where things build over time. Like for me, my life went from, you know, horrible to great in six months, but it was in the time between like two weeks, I felt better, three months in relationship, four months, more money. So like, it's a progression. So I want to remind people that if they walk down this road, it, it, it isn't about perfection. It's about just inviting better and better things. Now with yeah, that in yeah. mind to that person who's really down right now, you, you're really going through something here. Um, first of all, I'm not going to pretend that your problems are small. And I'm also not going to pretend that your feelings about them are invalid. What I am going to say is I'm a strategy guy. And strategically speaking, if you're in the middle of this stuff, isn't it in your best interest to experiment with something for free? I just gave two, two methods for free on this podcast. Again, you don't have to spend a dime on me. And again, my book's only four bucks in Kindle. And if you don't want to spend that much money, my YouTube channel is also free. In other words, you have free, you have a free opportunity to try this for yourself. Isn't it strategically in your best interest to experiment with methods of gratitude or visualization for only five minutes a day for 30 days, just to see what happens with the understanding that even if I'm wrong, you're at least getting the victory in the sense that you're getting a five minute reprieve from whatever your worries are, whether mm -hmm. it's that relationship, the business, the health, why not at the very least give yourself this gift of a break from the negativity and indulge in the positivity. So that's what I would say to people, strategically speaking, why not try this? without any expectation, without any requirement, if nothing else, for the sake of enjoying the moment for the moment in the moment. Mm. Yeah, I think that's really, really powerful. And again, why not? You got nothing else to lose if you're already, I mean, maybe we all have more to lose. And that's the one thing to be grateful for too. Life can always be worse. I heard someone say that nothing's so bad in life, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but nothing's so bad, no misfortune so bad that whining about it won't make it worse. Hmm. And so, and it's all about that energy because whining is its own energy. And I think most would agree it's kind of a negative. I'm not, and again, not, none of us are undermining the stuff people are going through. And certainly I and you and others have all gone through some things by this point in life. I'm 40, I'll be 41 in a few months. I've been through a few things by now. Uh, but uh, boy, we could keep going and going. This is powerful, powerful stuff. And I, I can't thank you enough. It's exceeded all my expectations. I like to ask a lot of our guests about heroes just because it kind of, I think, shows a little bit of what's this person about if, if this is their hero. And then someone told me a while back too, and I think I read as well, that if there's people you admire and look up to that are heroes, a lot of times that indicates some things that are in you. If you look up to someone like Gandhi or I don't know. In my case, I look up to a lot of musicians and stuff too, because I play the drums and things like that. But it's it's an indicator of some things that are in you because you look up to these people. Do you have any heroes though, Andrew, that you'd like to share? Um, I, I've I've had heroes. So for example, um, I used you know I'm, I'm from New York. I used to be a big Derek Jeter fan because yeah. the thing that I loved about Jeter was that he only worried about the stuff that was in, within his control. Yeah, the stuff that he couldn't control, he didn't worry about. He worried about what was within his control, and he was very successful because of it. Yes, um, I was also, you know, I'm I'm a huge fan of uh, an entrepreneur named Evan Pagan because he taught me a lot about the human condition, about psychology, yeah. which again I think really fuels things. And you know, even from a, a personal development standpoint, I don't have anyone specific. I think um, 
I, I would put this and almost, you know, flip the, the question on its head. I think everyone listening right now, especially as it pertains to law of attraction, even though you use the word hero, I'll use the word guru. You listening right now, you are your own guru. Yeah. Like, because everything here is very easy. So um, just try things, just try this out, give yourself permission to experiment. And also I'd encourage people to think about their heroes right now. And I agree with you, Phil, it's a reflection of who you are, but it's also a reflection of a, an aspect of yourself that's very easy to access. So for, for anyone that, that you look up to people for good, positive human qualities, make this reminder that, that Phil asking this question, these qualities are in yourself. Why not water those flowers specifically and lean into that. Yeah. Good, good stuff. I love it. And uh, yeah, why not make ourselves individually our own hero? We can have other external heroes as well. We can't control them. It's, it's all about like we can control what's in us. And that's about where it begins and ends. We might have some influence on other external things, but we can't control, you know, if you've got a loved one doing drugs, you, you could plead with them all day and all night and they may not stop and maybe they will. And they'll, your influence will have gone the direction you would have liked, but, uh, that, and when it comes to building self-confidence, it's all about getting to a place where you impress yourself and you, again, you become your own hero. So I would encourage everyone to kind of contemplate that myself included, and let's uh, in incorporate that principle in our lives, uh, to develop more confidence, develop more joy and happiness. Do you have any final thoughts as we get ready to wrap up? I, I, I just want to, uh, give you kind of a final, <laughs> you know, moments to, to declare whatever you want to declare to the audience. You've, you've said a lot of just really valuable stuff that's priceless so far. Any, any final thoughts as we wrap up here, Andrew? Yeah, a couple of things. Well, first of all, extreme gratitude to you, Phil, for, for having me on. I can tell, you know, by the intentionality of your questions that your audience is, is really lucky to have you. I'm, I'm, I'm always excited that people have podcasts like these because I think they're of such a huge service to the world. So quick thanks to you. Um, quick little acknowledgement, like if anyone wants to check out the book, you're always welcome to go to lastlawofattractionbook.com, which will auto forward to the Amazon listing, Kindle, paperback, audiobook. But if you don't want to pull out your wallet, again, I just want to make sure you have content and value. You can always go to youtube.com slash Andrew Cap. And that's where I have a, a lot of free stuff regarding the book. But the only other piece I would say here is um, it sounds dramatic, but you are hearing this message right now in this specific moment for a reason it's up to you what that reason is going to be. It's up to you whether you want to use this as a moment, as an opportunity to start getting into a better habit every single day, just five minutes a day. Or if this is going to be something where you're going to look back on this a year from now, knowing that you wasted time. The beauty of this is you are at cause. You have the, the perfect opportunity to make that choice for yourself. So think about what choice you want to make and just make it for yourself. Yeah, really, really good stuff. Uh, I think we all have a lot to think about and a lot of... Uh actions to take uh, as we've fine-tuned our minds today. Uh, thanks in huge part to you, Andrew. And again, the book is the last law of attraction book you'll ever need to read. The Missing Key to Finally Tapping into the Universe and Manifesting Your Desires. I might as well say the whole title and subtitle. <laughs> and uh, it's available on Amazon. Go read all 1,600 reviews. And uh, I, I might go pick up the audio book, to be honest. I like audio books because I can do other things too while I'm listening. But uh, I, I can't recommend this enough. And Andrew's work, go check out the YouTube channel. We've got tons to be grateful for, my friends. And uh, thank you, Andrew, for your time. Thank each of you for listening and for, you know, we're flattered as always, as I say, for that you spend time with us. Um, until next time, empower yourself, empower the world around you. Thank you. 
Thanks so much for listening to Empower Humans. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review this podcast. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit EmpowerHumans.com. We'll catch you next time.